When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, uh, we just we just hop right in. There's no like, uh, welcome to my pocket. You, know? <laughs> but, but, but you do a lot of podcasts. Is that is that fair to say? I've done. I've done. I mean, as far as yeah, I've done like two or three uh, like local ones, like people in Iowa. Right. But, I did. Uh, oh, go ahead. I forget it. Oh, shit. I'm fucking terrible at names. Don't worry about it. It was a white dude. My homeboy. My homeboy <laughs> in uh, in eastern Iowa. Well, he lives, I think, in Illinois. God damn, I'm gonna be mad that I can't remember his name right now. That's all right. I'll, I'll edit his name in. I probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the podcast. You know, just <laughs> God, it's gonna fucking bug me. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see if you we'll see if you can remember by the end of the episode. Um. Uh, no. What I I meant specifically, like you, you hosted a couple because I, I remember um being invited yeah. by liberty bell yeah and you you guys were doing one i guess was that short-lived or like yeah you it, guys it was doing it because of the pandemic i think they're still they might be still doing it okay i, I was on it and i left it probably like in fuck i don't know if it was november i don't know when it was but it was like yeah towards the end of the year so i think it was like november of last year yeah um, how long? How long did you do it? Probably most of the pandemic up until then. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Did you feel like like that was a great outlet because everything was fucking shut down and and it wasn't you know stages to hop on having a podcast yeah. was like a, a a great alternative. Yeah, it was dope. I mean, just to talk to comedians and sometimes it was different type of guests like professors and shit. But that was a dope part about it. I don't really like uh, Zoom because, you know, lags and delays, it, it really fucks up, especially the more people you get. Oh. You know okay. what I mean? When it's one-on-one, it's a lot easier to go back and forth. But when it's four or five people in a in a Zoom, it's hard to, you know, communicate because you step on each other and shit. Gotcha. Do you, do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Fuck yeah. What? So I never really was into to, to this. I, 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 so years ago, we started doing a podcast like my first podcast i ever did was was probably like nine years ago and it was before podcast was what what it is today and i never understood it i just i just thought it was like waiting to 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 tell jokes or setups or i i didn't understand what it was and and the reason why i didn't do it for so long is because i i i didn't know if i wanted to like share these thoughts because that's that's what a podcast for me is it's like this is intimate shit, and I want to talk about real shit and whatever I'm feeling, and I don't want to be judged, and I sometimes I want to be funny, sometimes I don't. Unlike on stage, you always, you know, want to be funny yeah, for the yeah. most part. So, what what podcast would like got you into it, and how did you kind of fall into that that world? Uh, my it was work. Uh, I had been doing customer service for years, and I switched over to security. 
And basically, my security job, most security jobs, just sitting on your ass doing nothing. So <laughs> around that time, some podcasts really started to take off. They, I mean, there had been some that were, I don't know. But I started probably with, like, Adam Carolla's podcast. And that was more like a radio show. Yeah. And that's pretty much all. Pod- People listen to Howard Stern and shit. And I didn't have access to that because he's on serious. I wasn't paying for all that. And Opie and Anthony and all that shit. So those are, those are like, just radio shows that were kind of, you know, comedic-based. But... Then it was, it was just, yeah, Adam Crowley, then Joe Rogan, then, you know, what the fuck, uh, the Mark Maron podcast, and just mm. all of them. I would have 12 hour shifts, I'd be in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you had that much time. And then I switched to trucking, and then you're in the, behind the wheel for 14 hours a day. So it's just, mm. you know what I mean, listening to podcasts and so much music and podcasts. That would be all you really could do. Uh, going back to the security gig for a minute do you ever have to rough rough a nigga up did you ever have to like put hands on somebody or it was all I, like uh, easy selling it was it wasn't like really put hands i never like i never ever swung at nobody in in any of my security jobs that one though where i got into podcasting that one was just sitting in the booth letting cars in and out of okay okay secured, got you. secured garages and shit like that it was at a bank but when it was like real live security no there was no podcast then. I, like i used to work in a strip club and shit and i used to do a little bit of nightclub shit here and there with my brothers back in the day so you you got to see titties for free like essentially yeah for, for <laughs> like, a year like, that was, one of my was that your jobs. tip or like, <laughs> like is that an easy job or a hard job to be because i've told jokes in a strip club and I don't. I don't recommend it. You know. So, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. No one's there to see. Comedy, yeah. bro. <laughs> you know, you can't that's shock the anybody. Worst room. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. probably the worst room to do a comedy set in, in a strip uh, club. Yeah, like yeah. Was was it an easy job or a hard job? Would you would you do it, it again? It was cool, man. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if no, because there's no benefits. And I mean, there's. I'm sure there's probably some high level strip clubs where they have benefits and all that shit. Mm-hmm. There's no benefits. It's all pretty much mostly cash which was cool actually because you know how that goes when it's not <laughs> and it wasn't a lot of money and i mean yeah and if you're doing something that's where your health and your safety's at risk you kind of want some type of benefits but right. you know i was fortunate to shit i don't even think i was on my wife's insurance then <laughs> <laughs> i think i had to go i think i was just out there risking it like fucking dalton and shit <laughs> so, I didn't, I, so you're married i didn't know you were married yeah, yeah. I've been married is that is it a secret? <laughs> like it's like I've I've never known this <laughs> in the two plus years I guess that I've known you. Like that's how long have you been married? Probably like uh going on six years, I wanna say Ooh, six years. Oh, this is this is for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> when people be like, I've been married for a year and a half, I'm like, okay, that that don't mean shit. <laughs> me and me and my wife have been married for three years, going on four, but we I've known her since George Bush Jr. was in office. You know what I'm saying? Like it's we went we went through two presidents, you know, two Obama, you know, yeah, uh, offices, yeah. Uh, fucking Trump, and uh, now Biden. So uh, it's been a long time. Where did you meet your wife? Did you meet her in person? Yeah, yeah, J- uh, junior college. Oh shit! This is like. <laughs> You all got wholesome man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, I feel like a misconception <laughs> about you could be like like you like you're rough and like like maybe you have like a past because you look like you you would fuck somebody up for no reason. Just like <laughs> they you know, like someone chewing gum and they spit it out on the sidewalk. You're like, nigga, pick that up, put it in your mouth. Like I feel like you Never. got like a Charlie Murphy <laughs> mentality to you. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't. Never. There's gotta be a reason. You can't no, I'll okay. never do that. All right. 
Fair oh, enough. No, no, no. So, um, how old me? You, you, how long have you been doing comedy? Two years uh, as of Saturday. Saturday, that show I just did was my anniversary show. That show was crazy. We, I did my uh, first open mic uh, April 17th of 2019. Oh, that's fucking dope. Um, me and, uh, so, so you're part of the our Black Iowa streams that that we I'm very excited about how we're working now together and um, the way that we're collaborating and trying to build. Um, and we were having a conversation the other day about who sh- should close the show. And I love Perry, but Perry's out of fucking control. <laughs> he's just he's just. He's, <laughs> You like he? I feel like he doesn't have. Um, he's not bipolar, but he could be. I guess I don't want to like make fun of people who have bipolar, but he could have like split personalities because there are different periods, and I never know which one I'm running into. We were, we were having a conversation in the inbox, and he was like, "Uh, I, I think Cliff brought it up. Cliff was like, "Hey, I don't. I think Aloe should close. We. I just assumed you were closing." I mean, not only are you you coming off of um, a really successful story with Kill Tony and, and your <laughs> confrontation, I guess, with Donna <laughs> Rollins, but, you know, the, the part of the stream is really rotating and making sure everybody has an opportunity and a platform to stretch their legs and, and grow. And um, and Cliff did amazing the last show that, that he closed. I, you know, he was like, hey, can Aloe do it? And Perry was like, I asked him. He said no. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> and me, me and Dante was like, "Yo, no, just tell him he's doing it, and he'll he'll do it." Did, did you did you not want to do it? I don't remember him asking me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I don't know why I would say no to close it. I don't know. Maybe I maybe he did ask me something. I don't know. Yeah. So um, no, uh. Uh-uh. I mean, maybe unless there was something a concern with time as far as how much time I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been a conversation, yeah, because it was like, but then it ended up being everybody just did 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. The last three people just did 15 minutes. So, 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 yeah. yeah. So, walk me through uh, your, you know, essentially your two year anniversary comedy show. Um, how, how did you feel? Has this been the first? like show that you've done since the the kill tony um appearance yeah yeah yep, oh, so tell, yeah, tell me what your that. thoughts was because I, I read your post and uh i'm very intrigued to just you know have you tell uh what was going through your mind uh leading up to it yeah i mean it's just every everybody was as far as leading up to it i was just trying to do newer shit because mm-hmm. i've done a few uh kickbacks and you kind of get a lot of the same people in there. It's switched up every now and again. There's sprinkled, new people sprinkled in, but I feel like one time I did a show there and I feel like everybody knew exactly what I was going to say next. <laughs> so I had done some of the bits a couple of times already. So, mm-hmm. or they had seen me at open mics or something like that. So uh, I wanted to do newer shit and that was, that was really the whole thing leading up to it. But as far as the show goes, everybody was fucking murdered and that room was hot. I mean, it was packed. It was, it was crazy. So that going on, I kind of got worried. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I get you. Like, I'm like, these going to be tired by the time it gets to me. <laughs> so it, was, it was like, I think four people did seven minutes. Bernard probably did 15 minutes opening up. And then, fuck, I don't even remember how much time he did. Because then he did time sprinkled in between people's sets. But mm-hmm. it was like four comics who did seven. And then two comics before me doing uh, 15 each. So, mm-hmm. It was a late one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, what, uh, what, yeah, was, what was going through your mind when you were on stage? 
I mean, come up with the next joke. I mean, when it's newer shit, mm-hmm. I, a lot, half my mind is, you know, it's, you got to stay in the moment. And mm-hmm. that's something I feel like that you do very well because you're you're more of a like a, a improv type of comic as far as you do more crowd work and, and stuff like that. I appreciate so you, it. You stay you stay in the more in the moment, and that's something I'm trying to learn to do instead of just doing like feel like you're reciting material. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you're doing newer shit, you're trying to reach for it and get the words right. And right, all the right. stuff that I was doing is is relatively new. I've only done it probably two times at most. Uh, at open mics in just five minute bits so when you put it all together in a 15 minute set it gets kind of you know weird trying to pull at all the shit and a lot of my stuff you gotta say I gotta say the words exactly right for it to for it to hit like I wanted to I is that is it like a cadence thing or you just feel yeah. like okay it's all that's cadence it's it's everything but when it's new it's like I have a I think somebody else said it. I don't know if I made it up or what but it's like baby deer you know what I mean <laughs> See, remember Bambi? Yeah. Just learning to walk on that ice. That's yeah. that's new material for me. And yeah, so just trying to pull it out. <laughs> that's that's, that's everybody murdered too. So that's in my head. Everybody. So I, I didn't want to lose them. Yeah, you know what? We um the last kickback that I did, it was kind of the same thing with everybody having a really great um set. Bernard is 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 really a phenomenal host. Um I I talked to him last time I saw him. The first show that the first two shows that we kind of did together. So he's the first person that I met out of everybody. And uh, first show I did in Iowa, uh, he was on the lineup I was hosting, and I just met him. And I was like, you know, what do you want me to say? Or how, you know, when you like, I was like professional. Like, you know, how much time do you are you going to do? He's like, oh no, I'm just going to go up there. I'm just going, you know, I'll I'll be done when I'm done. How long ago was this? uh it was uh 2017 so uh yeah five five four years four years ago yeah yeah and uh and then i brought him back to host and he he had like never host before (laughs) and i'm like uh, or at least he had but he didn't have the mechanics you know like i think um hosting is a very challenging job it's not for everybody but but you you learn a lot um yeah do you do you have conversations with yourself about like i want to do more hosting i want to do more longer sets or i want to strengthen i've done hosting i don't like it but i mean it's (laughs) something that if someone asked me and if if there's not a better option then i'll I'll step up to that challenge but because at the end of the day my main thing isn't really about me it's it's whatever show i'm on i want to be a part of something great you know what i mean for everybody so if, if there's somebody who can do it better than me and I would if I'm if it's a biased thing I'm the last person y'all want to host because there's fucking high energy people in our in that shit so yeah. you know you know who's in there yeah no I, <laughs> I'm I, probably I, the last one you want to host as far <laughs> as us uh you know I, I love these guys I think they're I think they're dope as fuck I um I had I had a show Saturday so the reason why I wasn't at the show is because um I got booked for South Dakota and oh. I've only been in South Dakota two other times, and this one particular place, uh, my my schedule got shut down because of COVID, and then I got rebooked for January. But then I was like, South Dakota, y'all niggas ain't wearing masks, <laughs> y'all not doing nothing. And I was like, what's the regulations? And and it was like, hey, it's it's like enter at own risk. <laughs> so I I ended up canceling, and then I ended up double booking myself, and I'm like, I can't cancel on these guys again, even though uh, my brothers, you know, we got that show. 
And so I go to the show and um there <laughs> there's there's a host and a feature and then me and they kind of all did their material and for for 40 minutes I, I did it again. Allo, I I'm I'm I may have a problem. I keep throwing out my fucking set list and I I talk and riff and and for like 40 fucking minutes and it was a it was a great moment. It's, it's my favorite show of the of the year so far. Um what is a great show for for Allo? Like what is like uh I killed it or you know this is um what I'm all about. Like what what's a good a good show or a good set for you? It's like it's kind of like I was saying. It's got it's the whole experience. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it's everybody who's there in that mm-hmm. moment. So it's fucking everybody. Okay. I wanted to be great for everybody, the audience. So it has to be like that's what's the the dope part about comedy. I feel like it's it's magic and it has to hit when the performers are on and the, and the audience is everybody's in there and it's nothing weird or stupid happens that distracts from you know what's what the intent of it is. Mm-hmm. That's that's as long as it's just a dope dope night, and it's gotta be funny. Um, we so we met. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought we met uh, a couple of years ago when I had my Mason City Brewing show, yeah. and basically kind of through almost kind of through Josh. Uh, no, it was directly. It was directly through Josh Francis. Yeah, he. Uh, we were at an octopus show, and he had me hit you up or something like that. And this was months before you even did that show you you booked me on that show i think it was a i think you had booked me on the first i was booked on the first gig that i was going to be paid on but i ended up getting paid doing some other shit before that. <laughs> it was months in be uh, before that show actually happened that was, i was booked on my first pretty much you know i've actually sure i've heard that in. a couple of times which makes me uh honored but also like i wish that was more of a, a frequent thing that was happening around the area because I just feel like Iowa comedy, uh, which I guess is sectioned in like North Iowa and <laughs> like Central. I-, I can, yeah, I consider it kind of pretty much all the same as far. I mean, cause what are you gonna do? It's Iowa. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? We can't, we can't stretch out and separate too much. Well, uh, what What's the best and worst show that you've had in in your two years? Shit, I don't think I've had a worst show. I don't think I've ever had like a. A bad show where the whole show was bad. I don't know. Okay, I like yeah. your swag. I'm not trying, I don't even want to. I don't even invite that. Pretty knock on wood because I don't want to invite that mojo my way. But I don't know. Maybe I haven't just forgot about it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I feel like the best uh, thing I've ever done wasn't even a show. It was a. It was an open mic, and it was only three minutes. It's like, cause I, I listen to my shit. Like I listen back to it Yeah. and there's, there's certain ones where I did great or, or something. I don't know. Or I did mm-hmm. all, I hit all my notes the way I want to hit them. You know what I mean? And it just doesn't go like you would expect it, but it was just that, that room acne is just such a crazy room. And that's, a, that's exactly what I was assuming when you said yeah. three minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's acne. It's, it's just that room pretty much. And then I just was in it. It was probably like, I don't know. My first or no, it wasn't my first month. It's probably my fourth month doing stand up. I don't know. Do you do you think about the first time you ever got on stage? Like is that a place that you visit in your mind a lot or you're like on to the next show and, and you're just kinda keep building? No, I, I listen to my sets all the time. So 
Like I have some sets, like <laughs> it's gonna sound weird, but sometimes you know we're fucking human, and sometimes you get a little down on yourself. You feel like you're not doing enough, especially during the pandemic. Yeah, listening to my my good sets, I have a folder of good sets. Yes, <laughs> that wasn't just me being good. It was the me being good and the crowd working out. You know what I mean? Or it was yeah. like a big show. Listening to those got me through a lot of shit. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I have just that that one. Uh, that one in Acme, that's the one I go to. That's what's up. I what your question is. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, the first, the, so the first time I ever got on stage was uh, was at Acme. This is... Oh, yes. Yeah, you asked about the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, yeah, before. Yeah, it was, at, it was at Penguins. And uh, yeah, I listened to that. That's the one I listened to. It's still my good set just because it was my very first time. And yeah, it was dope. It went, it went crazy. And it was just a dope it made me it's the first high you know what i mean that first high that you yes. always chase so yeah yeah it, i had it the first the first hit was was strong <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just the whole experience of uh comedians coming up to me like damn that was your first shit and no it was just pretty wild because i didn't tell nobody right. i wanted to go to an open mic and and not have the host introduce me as this is his first time show him so i don't want any of that i want to go up there and do what i got ready Mm-hmm. And it get it stay on its own legs, you know what I mean? I don't want those. Mm-hmm. And now there's anything wrong with getting like you know extra appreciation. It's just open mic, but I didn't want that shit announced as far as it being my first time. Okay, I respect it. Um, okay, so so you are one of seven p- people in the world with the fucking golden <laughs> ticket. Um, yeah. How? Like, how does that fucking happen? Like, there's a lot of uh, people in the world. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, that's that's the thing about that show. Like I was saying, it's, it's about moments. It's not just about, it wasn't just about my set. It wasn't just, I mean, it was just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That show is about creating wild moments. And sometimes it's not even comedy related. Sometimes it's fucking, like how I got on the show was, was bench pressing Donald Trump. So <laughs> that was just a wild moment. And the way it happened, I wasn't pulled from the bucket like everybody else. They asked. Who oh, so so and, you you went to Omaha, um, Omaha, Omaha, yeah, and Omaha. You, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you and you 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 put your name in the bucket or whatever, or you sign up, right? And yep. you're saying you weren't even going to perform. You weren't even going to be oh, on that stage that night. I was, I was though. That's the thing. Like I was. It's weird, man, because. <laughs> You get picked, so I, if you put your name in, you kind of expect to get picked. You would hope to get picked. You know, right. what I mean? it's a lottery once you put your name in the bucket. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't, it hadn't happened. It was probably like the fourth comic, and he he was up there talking about he was a personal trainer. And then Tony asked him, "How much can you lift? Are you strong at all?" And then he's like, "Can you bench press the forty fourth president or forty fifth president of the United States?" Because the guy Jeremiah Watkins is dressed up as Donald Trump. They always do different characters. Mm-hmm. So. uh <laughs> The dude tries it, and he's a smaller dude, and he couldn't get him up. So someone asked, is there anyone? I think it was fucking Jeremiah. I think it was a praise. He's like, is there anyone who could bench press him? And I just stood the fuck up, bro. <laughs> like, I wasn't. I, I raised my hand at first, but then I just stood up and started walking. Like, I wasn't going to. I don't know, because I didn't think I was going to get picked. I drove three hours. You right, know what right. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't with that push. I just started walking through the stage. And then I did that shit, threw him up like four times, and then he let me do a minute. And then invited me back to the one in Des Moines, which I already had a ticket for because, you know, I was trying to double my chances of getting pulled. And which is crazy. After I got off stage that first time, my name was the very next name pulled from the bucket. Wow. 
It was nuts. It was fucking nuts, dude. I mean, this is a this is a dope tell Oprah Jr. You know, you know, decades from now type of shit like this. The way she kind of came together for you in, in this particular path, is, Oprah Jr. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know who's gonna be. That's fucking time. funny. But uh, okay, okay, so. So your your name gets pulled. You go do your minute, um, and then how long between that and the Des Moines show? Did it's the it's the very next night. Yeah. Oh shit! So damn. So you got in your car, drove the uh, the word I can't say Omaha Omaha Omaha. <laughs> yeah. You drove to that place. <laughs> Bench press the president. Do do your minute. Get feedback. Get pulled, and then go home. And the very next night. You do? No, do you... no, I didn't. I didn't. I was. I'm still. I'm living in Iowa City, so I didn't drive all the way back home. I just drove to Des Moines. I had already had a room booked. Like I had planned okay. on getting on on the show in Des Moines anyway. So, yeah. So I already had a room and shit. And just stayed in my hotel in Des Moines and then went to the show. So did you? Was it this? Was it a different minute set that you did? Or was yeah, it the yeah. Same? I did. I did a different minute, and it wasn't really that great. But the the interview was kind of decent. I think he kind of already had the plan to give me that golden ticket because i think the first night the interview and the set was was pretty much the better part of it mm-hmm. and then uh i feel like i don't know but then he announced it and it was like fucking just come to la and and get up when you want to yeah so so oh, it's shit. that that's what that means so it means you can yeah. anytime you are they have a show and you that's crazy yeah, yeah. do you know the other six people or have you met any have I've you seen, I mean, the other? I'm I'm a huge fan of the show, so I've seen pretty much every episode. So I followed shit. There's a dude in uh, Minneapolis who I'm pretty sure got it, like not long after I did. But I don't think he. Uh, I'm pretty sure he hasn't been out there to take advantage of it. But he's a very funny dude. But there's people, you know, all over. I think there was a dude in Australia who got that shit too. So I, I'm just. I mean, that's just blown away. And I'm gonna be honest with you. We we were having a conversation, and the bias. Uh, thing and Dante, I'm pretty sure, was like, dude, he got seven, you know, one, he's one of seven in the world. And to me, he did not register. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. So I didn't learn about Kill Tony until mm, probably four years ago. And even then, I just thought it was a podcast. I didn't know. Yeah the the opportunities that are really tacked on and then there's a there's a show regular jesse um i don't know if you know this young lady she i think is originally from arizona but she's now in la and she's she's regular i don't know jesse johnson i don't know if you've ever seen her and regular well i guess that's what they call when they have like reoccurring you know yeah yeah yeah. on the show yeah, the regulars are pretty much like people who are there in L.A. Oh. And then it's basically the go- they just show up every week and they got to do a new minute. And so okay. there's I'm trying to think Jesse. I don't know if there's a Jesse. I'll, uh, I'll send you a. Uh... I know there's a couple girls, but I don't think there's one named Jesse. There's a uh, Jesse, Jesse Johnson, who's a member of the band who's always on that. Show. Yeah, that's her. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah but she's she, fucking hilarious. Yeah. She she plays a trumpet. Trumpet, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. So she goes by, she, yeah, she goes by Jeski. Yeah, Jesse Jeski Johnson. They yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's she, her. She, yeah, she, she was She was so awkward uh, <laughs> when she first started, and I, I was watching a clip of her um, recently, and it's like 
like night and day. I think that's yeah. that's that's always the goal. You just want to be unrecognizable from that first person that started. Yeah. So um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, so this show is fantastic, and you're killing it. And then you you roast a celebrity. Are you getting bitches like throwing their panties at you now? Like, are you like like are people are women sliding in your DM because? Hell that no. moment is 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 classic. You know, like you, no, it's mostly it's mostly dudes uh, who are fans of the show, like like fuck Donnell. That's what a lot of people are saying. Like people are like really, they're really mad, and I kind of get it because a lot of people hold this show like to a high standard, and I feel like that was part of the reason why the crowd, why he lost the crowd, because I don't think he was at that moment, and then also other times you know what i mean i feel like some mm-hmm. people come on there and they act like they're bigger than that show and i feel like the show is is what, what it's about you know what mm-hmm. i mean uh, i love that you um i watched your 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 side of the story uh <laughs> youtube video where you were like look this is what happened okay <laughs> and uh please 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 go. I'll, I'll I'll actually put the link in uh, on the description when I post this episode. But it it was great that you did that. But I don't even know if it was it was necessary because it it it's like you can watch it and see for yourself what was happening. And honestly, I've, yeah. I've met I met Darnell only once. I, I didn't get a chance to work with him that night, but it was a house of comedy in Arizona, and he was doing a run of shows. And the Sunday show was like super light. Like I, my show in, in South Dakota had more people than uh, you know a comedy club at a Sunday with Donnell Rollins, and he, the, he was cool. He was humble. He was down to earth. All of that. And then you know you see the social medias, and you know how how that can be bigger than life, and and people could be bigger than what they are. But then in that particular video, like he was wrong like he was kind of he was an asshole he was he was disruptive he he did all these things that i, I think it, you would sum it up he was disrespectful he was disrespecting the the new comics the show so on and so forth and you had an opportunity to fucking roast him and really in my opinion make him make himself look bad like i don't you know what i mean like yeah like, how, yeah, did, like did you sleep that night like did, like like how, do, how does that feel you know what i mean did you, did you call your wife like hey i need the good good when i get home <laughs> you know, like, this is this is this is, i just fucking roasted don now he started crying in the car you know what i'm saying like that was, think, it was a man, crazy moment it was it's so many factors that went into it, though, man. I feel, that's why I was trying to explain it. And I also wanted to explain it on on that little video I did just to let people know. Because I feel like most of the people who saw that saw that little clip that was super edited. And it was edited. <laughs> I appreciate the way it was edited because it made me look better than, than it actually fucking was on the show. So that was pretty dope. But uh, everybody saw that edited video because uh, DJ Envy and Charlemagne uh, fucking posted it. Charlemagne posted it with his face over mine. <laughs> but yeah, so fuck. That's why I made that video. And then um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> it was. Yeah, like you said, part of it was because I felt like it was disrespectful. And then he had fucking fucked up Cooper set. And a little bit, but Cooper still rode <laughs> hey, with it. Cooper's a, a local uh, comedian in Iowa. Did you, did you guys drive up together? No, I I flew down there. 
And wow, uh, they okay. just they just happened to be going that same time. It was Cooper, it was uh, Haley, and and Dave came down there a couple of days later. Okay. And yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and was, Cooper had, a, Cooper had a good set too. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah. Like I hate I hate being in Iowa, but like I'm starting to like accept it. And one of the things that I'm accepting is I'm an Iowan comedian. You know, so like I feel like representation of the scene you know black iowa streams like all that shit matters and yeah. how well we do or how well we don't do it's really a reflection so um yeah i think it's a benefit being it was a good here, look man, it was honestly. a good look for you bro yeah yeah that shit was fun <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a benefit being here kind of because it's smaller mm-hmm. you know it's a, it's kind of a gift and a curse but everything can be you know what i mean you could be out in la or a bigger city fucking trying to compete with a bunch of people who just are there with their friends and they're putting their friends on because they're friends. You know what I mean? Not, mm-hmm. not, it, it's different. So I feel like we're in a very supportive environment for the most part. No, it, it um, I, I had a, I had like a little heart to heart with, with Dante, um, Dante Powell, who I've had on the podcast uh, before. And, and, and one of the things I was expressing to him was this is the first scene that, that I've been in. And more specifically with, you know, black comics that feel like we're doing it the right way, or at least right now, when I was in Arizona, there was these waves of like, you know, black comics unite, let's come together, let's, let's work together, let's, let's do our own shit because we were, you know, uh, excluded from this and then. And then they start turning on each other. You know what I'm saying? It was the crack <laughs> in a barrel fucking uh, thing. And I get I get to I move here and I, I'm close to Minneapolis. So I'm, I'm up in Minneapolis more than I was, you know, because we didn't have Teehee. So I'm up yeah. in the Minnesota scene and I'm like, welcome me. And they're like, Nigga, you don't even live here. So they, <laughs> they like they threw me on a couple of shows. And then like that was that was pretty much it. And so, uh, you know, when, when we started working together, I was a little iffy because I was like, I don't know if, if we all have each other's best, I, I won't say that best interest in, in him, but I, I feel like when Perry put together the first Juneteenth show, um, which would be four years ago, I was like, this is dope. I love the idea. But that show really just sparked like we, there are talented people of color here and uh there's no ego everybody literally wants other people to succeed and it's like the shit is it's like being in love you know it's like this is real (laughs) this is what this is supposed to feel like so that's uh, and 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 the thing is that's what wins yes all the time that's what wins why do you think joe rogan's successful Mm -hmm. he's so busy putting other people on every other podcast that there is that where it's comedy related it's all just comedians putting comedians on mm-hmm. and it's comedians putting not just their friends on, but also just comedians who are undeniably funny. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, this is a solo thing where it's you on that stage by yourself working with the audience and you have to be undeniable. And that's how it is as far as anything goes as sports too. But as far as comedy, that's the first and foremost thing, be undeniable, I think. And then people are going to have to fuck with your fucking you're still gonna do your thing because you're undeniable it's gonna happen either way yeah i i um yeah no i i've always loved the sport analogy uh out of all the sports boxing is really 
you know, what, what sums it up, you know, it's just you and the crowd in the ring. But the thing that kind of gets mixed up, you know, missed over is, you know, the sparring partners and the managers and the people yeah. that prepare you and, and hype you up for, for those sure. moments. So, um, and I feel like that's what we got. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I feel like I've taken a lot of your time. <laughs> uh, I, fuck, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, you might be the last black person I have on for a while because um, I'm just like, you know, I, I had a. I, it's just been a lot of black, you know. Uh, it's fuck it. It's my podcast. I can put on whoever I want. But <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. I appreciate being the last black though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna get shut down after this. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to. I want to diversify my podcast. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man, there's but, nothing uh, wrong with that, man. You know, my my last three guests have, have been uh, people that I guess the best part about having a podcast is talking about what you want to talk about and having people on that you want to have on. Uh, I hope I don't yeah. get to a point where I'm like, let me interview, you know, Joe Blow just because, you know, like I, I do you, uh, is enjoy. it all just comedians you have on or do you have like no. other people on? No. Well, I mean, I've had my wife, I've had my, you know, seven year old <laughs> on okay. and uh, I've had my mother on and it, it it's called Peace Talk Podcast because it's just me, you know, that's my last yeah. name and just talking about what I want to talk about the, the comedy aspect. Um, sometimes gets gets lost because you know we have fucking tragedies like george floyd and it's like you know yeah. i, I, I want to talk about it you know the the trial right, right. i mean by the time this episode comes out we would have already gotten a verdict and you know reacted to that but you know it's 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 great being a comedian but i'm also a black man and i got thoughts and feelings and you know yeah. you deal with mental health and emo and so it really just becomes talking about whatever I want to talk about and having on whoever, whomever I want. And right. it just happened to be a lot of black comedians. Uh, lately. <laughs> and <laughs> nothing wrong with it. I just want right. to be like, let me, let me switch it up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, any, any, anything on your spirit, anything that you want to get out, whether it be about, um, you know, comedy, uh, married life, being being now a local celebrity who, who roasted Donnell, <laughs> um, celebrating two years in comedy, which is a blessing. I, I was not as good um, two years in my. I mean, I was I was funny. Everybody's funny, but you're you're good in your in your first <laughs> two years. I was I was always you know I I wrote one liners and I was quick you know acne really. Yeah, it's almost like the the D.L. Hughley mentality, like be fast, funny. Um, that's sort of how I my approach to it. So the first few years, I was just saying a bunch of funny shit, and yeah. then it it kind of became let me talk about some real shit and substance and and tell people who I am. And now I'm having probably the funnest time I've ever had. Like I'm just it's almost yeah. like I'm bullshitting, but I'm not bullshitting. Right, right. Stage, so so you're mixing it up, yeah. Yeah, that's a, there's yeah. there's people who are just talking. What was I? I was listening to another comedy podcast. I listen. See, I feel like that's part of. You said I was good, and I appreciate that. But I just listened a lot for four or five years. I listened to a lot of comedy podcasts, just comedians coming on talking about their process on different podcasts and how they write, experiences they had, and I just I don't know. I feel like I absorbed that shit, and it made me fucking part of that's what made me fall in love with it. I really fell in love when I actually did the shit but part of that is what made me want to do it so that's probably why I just listened a lot to different people and how they write and how they perform and took those little notes and tried to make it my own but 
they were talking about how some people, you know, Andrew Schultz is. Yeah. He was talking about how he goes back and forth in between crowd work and bits. <laughs> and uh, I think he was talking to Bobby Kelly about uh, how they started out doing just bits, then got into crowd work, and crowd work was killing. But then what that did is yes. made them have to work harder at their yes. bits because crowd work kills so hard when you try to go back into bits and right. it's not tight, it's not airtight, and it's not written and and locked down at its best. People mm-hmm. are like, "What the fuck? Go back to that crowd work shit." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, oh, I'm- so it's it's just it's a constant battle to to master it all. I feel mm-hmm. like, and that's that's the that's the craft that we're in. But it's fucking. It's dope though, because when it works, it's goddamn. It's heroin for real. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's heroin mixed with crack because heroin puts you to sleep, but <laughs> comedy makes you wake up, man. That shit gets you alive. Yeah, I can. I can. Uh, I could. I, I can't. I got nothing else to add. I think you. Yeah. I think you said it best. Um, if and you're getting you're you're getting you're getting into this a bunch. You got a bunch of new followers on Instagram. Like, so how can people find you in? Uh, you know go ahead and plug uh your your social media or, or you, we want to see the clip you know is, is, is there a clip of you bench pressing uh um, yeah i think it's, i Trump? think it's like it's like early when i uh first set up because i set up my instagram and it's all at alamine on instagram facebook and twitter i don't even be on twitter that much but uh mm-hmm. I set it up after the first Kill Tony show. I was like, <laughs> I was like let me get this shit locked out. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I was like, it, yeah. it, was, it was just, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't until then. I, and that was like my sixth time doing comedy when I did that first show. So I had already started, but I wasn't really on that social media tip as far as that goes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's at, it's at Alamine. But, yeah, there's the earliest, probably like, yeah, 2019, around June or July, I posted a, a little okay. clip of me. Um, and and uh, are you going to start growing your YouTube channel? Yeah, uh, or is I that just for you, when you that... roast when you roast celebrities and you have to explain it? <laughs> so, <laughs> that what it's now for? <laughs> I have a, I, yeah, I have a podcast too, but I'm like, I don't know, I don't, I'm kind of lazy with that shit, but I'm I'm, I'm planning on getting better at it because now we're moving, so there's a bunch of shit in the air right now. But uh, yeah, it's some aloe on it. Um, that's what it's called. S U M aloe on it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just me just talking right now. I might switch up, do interviews. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with it. I might never even do it again. Who knows? You don't definitely, go, first of all, you definitely don't. should and you need to. And <laughs> yeah, no, do, do whatever you want. Again, yeah, have yeah. guests, don't have guests. Talk for an right. hour, talk right. for 30 minutes. It's, right. it's, it's your work. You ever, you ever listen to Bill Burr's podcast? Uh, I, so again, I don't listen to, I don't listen to podcasts. I, I hear oh, okay. I hear snippets okay. and then I yeah. go and find episodes. But I, I'm yeah. not like every episode I listen to. Why? His, his is just him. A lot of time he Bill Burr was doing podcasts before there was even an inkling of anything called podcasts. He was doing things where he would just leave himself voicemails of where he's gonna be and then he would ramble during that and he would do this on payphones at airports. This is years and years ago. And then he would put that on the internet. And that's how his podcast started. But now he'll, he'll just do it. Just him recording audio by himself, just ranting. And it's some of the funniest fucking shit <laughs> that you'll listen to because it's, and he gets a lot of bits from it too. If you ever listen to it, it's called the Monday morning podcast. It's fucking hilarious. I mean, even his ad reads are fucking hilarious because it's just Bill Burr's angry ass. Fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's some of the funniest shit. 
Okay. I don't know why I'm plugging big podcasts right now. <laughs> no, you know, yeah, like I'm, in, I'm not going to do my own, but like, no, no, I, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll definitely fuck with it. Bill, Bill, um, he actually came here uh, like three years ago, and I got a chance. It was the first time I yeah. saw him live. You know, believe it or not, and he was just, he's just phenomenal. He's a, yeah. he's a top comedian for me. Before I let you go, who, who is, who is your, who would be on your Mount Rushmore of, of comedians? God, it'd be so fucking big, man. <laughs> if, <I> mean, <laughs> if we got to do a mountain, you got to do the fucking Mortal Kombat mountain with fucking, you know how you got all those characters. You can't do a rush where you got to do Mortal Kombat because there's so fucking many. And it's, and it's not really a, a elevated thing where some are above others because there's, I mean, there's so many. There's, mm-hmm. there's obviously the ones you think of Pryor, Murphy, everybody, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. But then there's people like Jesselin, there's Stephen Wright, there's fucking. Just people that people don't really know, but just mm-hmm. just killers in their own right and in their own way. Who I'm kind of like a fucking I don't know a weirdo when it comes to this shit because there's so many styles out there. Mm-hmm. There's too many to list, man. There's I understand. Too I, I, I tried to do a my my top ten comedians of of all time, and I I made an episode out of it, but it was so hard to like hammer down these individuals and right, right. again if i was to do it tomorrow it would be pretty different than the one that i did because exactly, it's, so, yeah. it's forever changing is there a comedian that you feel like you almost mirror as far as like this com like my comedy reminds people of this or or vice versa i don't i don't know i don't think so i don't you know, when you're doing it, you try not to, but you inevitably do. Inevitably, mm-hmm. if I can say that word right, uh, you inevitably do. <laughs> I can say you know, Omaha. There's, <laughs> there's sometimes where it's like, as far I mean, as far as everybody wants to, I guess, be, there's right now the dude that's killing it is Dave Chappelle. So mm-hmm. I feel like I, because you can, <laughs> here's what's dope about Dave Chappelle. You don't know what's happening. You know what I mean? And that's what's dope about when you got somebody locked in. That's what's dope about when you're mastering a crowd. You could go into real shit and and they're just on the ride with you. And then mm-hmm. you can switch out and hit them with some wild, silly shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I would want to be something like that. Uh, I try to stay away from somebody uh, who we both know and love, Dante, man. He's, cause, I mean, we're, we're so similar as far as just... <laughs> If if we're if there was a role a roll call for like a movie or something we're both showing up to that motherfucker obviously okay so for obvious reasons so I try to sometimes and sometimes the more I watch him I I, I say I I catch myself saying little things that he says and mm. not like jokes or anything but just right, little I mannerisms you. I guess so you. yeah he's I mean I feel like yeah 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 but all y'all as far as the bias crew man it's just been a a thing that's that's dope to me because I appreciate y'all. When you, uh, I read a book once. Uh, Russell Simmons put a book, "Do You," and one of the things that was in the book that's important was to find your uh, voice, your rabbi. Oh, rabbi! No, oh. rabbi, someone who's been at it longer than you and can teach you mm-hmm. the ropes and shit. And so I feel like that's what bias has been for me as far as just a bunch of rabbis who. I feel like, and we're and we're at the same time because we're all still fairly new. Mm-hmm. Most of us, you've probably been at it longer than I think anybody, right? Uh, uh, Bernard's been doing it for one extra year. Um, he's been doing it for eleven. Okay. I've been doing it for ten. I don't okay. know if Bernard's been doing it consecutively. And yeah, in yeah. my ten years, again, the first 
the first few years of just fucking around, it didn't yeah. become real until probably 2000, uh, 2016. So right, right. I'd say for about five years, it's become a real thing. And then in the fucking pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Now, I was, I was going to say, but, I, in my first few years, I went through uh, a Dave Chappelle, the Chappelle show, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I would, I would, <laughs> I had a skeet joke where the punchline was skeet, skeet, skeet. Like it was like, I was like, I'm killing it, you know. And then, um, and then I went through this one. This one hurt my soul because I didn't see it, but everybody saw it. Uh, Kevin Hart, and as, oh, as yeah, much yeah, as I yeah, respect yeah. Kevin Hart, um, I never was like, I, my my comedy is like Kevin Hart, but for like a good year, I. I it, it was it was his mannerisms in my jokes, and, yeah, and, yeah. and it was like I couldn't see it, and then everybody was like, "You're doing it." So finding yeah, my voice. I mean, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say everybody has that. A lot of white comics they have uh, they have David Tell and Mitch Hedberg that they go through oh, phases, yes. especially like earlier that they all say that they found themselves being sounding kind of like. So yeah. yeah, that's gonna happen, especially if it's another black comedian. Yeah, it's gonna happen yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, I, I feel I feel really great where I'm at now. And uh, I think that's just what it's about, just finding your voice and being authentically you and, and just having yes, as much fun as you can. So. Yes, sir. All right. yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, thank you for making time. And Likewise, coming on man. And Thanks for having and, me on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, bro. Well, I got to wait a, a couple of white people. But, like, <laughs> but anytime, man, you just want to chit-chat or when, when you get your podcast back up and if you want to have a guest, you know, you can reach out to me, bro. Yes, sir. My computer's at 25%, just in case anybody's fucking wondering. This slow-ass fucking reboot has been going on this whole time. <laughs> and it's like 25%. So hopefully my computer works, then we'll get the podcast going. And we'll, we'll fucking move from there. 